box are stuffed with glass and sand. This is not how health should feel. Songs sung from the lungs of the elderly. Welcome to another week of ZTG Newsburst. Uh, I couldn't tell you what episode we're on because I don't keep count, um, but I am draw- joined once again by Drew. Hello, Drew. Hello. Do you know what episode we're on? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't do the Ken thing where it's episode so-and-so. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I'll find out for next week. That'll be, a, uh, that'll be something to keep people updated with. Uh, how have you been? I've been doing good. Doing real good. Been up to much, uh, game-wise? Um, we finished up Dino Crisis for Phoenix Down. Um, oh, yes, yes. Resident yeah. Evil with, with reptiles, yes. Um, that episode actually went live today, which is Friday, so everybody can check that out. And uh, I recently started um, uh, Dragon Age Origins, which is what we're doing for the next one. You see, I can talk to you about this now. I did pick up Dragon Age Origins and uh, 1 and 2 in the, in the PSN sale. Um, and I've probably put maybe two hours into it so far. I've got kind of up to the, uh, I've just the sacking of the castle is kind of where I, I and him and the main character moving on to the the something camp. I don't know what those people are. The the great wardens. The great wardens. Um, it's it's not exactly. It's hard to kind of get into, um, in not in the fact that I mean it's a game, and of course games are games, and it, it does have a little bit of a Mass Effect feel. So I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, but I guess more of the stuff will be, it'll be easy to figure out when I've played a little bit more of it. I think so. It's the sort of game where they don't tell you straight out what's fully going on, but you'll learn as you uh, as you progress as the story goes on. Now you're talking, uh, you're talking about what's going on in the story, or are you talking about as far as the combat? Story. Okay, the story stuff. No, no. Well, um, what what was your origin? What what character did you create? Oh, I've, I I don't know. Um, it, it, it only let me create one. I mean, you can only create one character, but I mean, it's no. I mean, I mean, when I went through the selection, it made me. I, I picked a, um, uh, male and what type of combat I wanted. Well, I mean, uh, what, I mean, what what was your class? Um, a uh, uh, dual wielding. Well, all right. So there's three classes in the game. There's warrior, mage, and rogue. Uh, rogue. Okay, you went rogue. All right. Now, what's your? What's your? Are you a human? Are you an elf? Are you a dwarf? It only let me pick human. Why? Because when the other classes were grayed out, and it wouldn't let me select them, so I thought I had to. I thought those would only open up when I'd played the game more or something. 
No. Um, basically, the origin story all depends on what you choose. So, like, if you're a human, you have two different origin stories. You can either be a noble or you can be kind of like a city dweller. Or um, uh, you... I must have picked the noble because it was a big castle. Okay, so you were... But that was quite important. Right, okay. So you did the noble one. Um, I mean, it depends on the class you choose, and it depends on the race you choose. So, like, it... wouldn't let me choose a race. I literally, so I thought it was weird, but I thought, well, it's got there's got to be a reason why it only lets me pick human. But there were these other like, is there five classes? Um, well, you can be a human, you can be oh. a elf, or you can be a dwarf. Those are the three. Uh, uh, the, like, there were like these selections and it was i was going through the character selection screen and it gave me all of the up like rogue and but it then only let me select human i couldn't select another race hmm that's strange but i mean the the human the human nobles a a decent origin story so hang on so that's not the story of the game that's your origin story uh, depending on depending on what race you choose, you start off in a different area. You have a different origin story as far as like who you are and where you came from, uh, who your family members are, stuff like that. And that affects the main part of the game. That that does. So like uh, a dwarf, dwarves cannot be mages. They they can't use magic, and they have a high resistance to magic. Uh, so they cannot be a mage. Um, uh, if you if you choose to be a mage, whether it be a human or a elf mage, you automatically start off in a different area uh, called the Circle of Magi. Uh, so that's that's a, a, an original origin story just for the mages. Uh, but you can be a a warrior human, you can be a warrior elf, you can be a warrior um, dwarf. They all have different origins, uh, mm. and they're they're different between the classes that you choose too. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll have to start that again then, because that was a bit weird. But um, yeah. it wouldn't let me choose. But but I mean, the, I'm not kind of. I'm I'm. It's taken a while to get uh, the hang of the combat. Yeah. Um, I I stuck at it easy because I was there was no way I was gonna sink fifty or sixty hours into that game, and i um, I thought well I'll I'll play it for the story and to get an idea. Um, it's it's it takes a little while to get out of the button mashing bit where you know most games of this ilk require you to hit x to hit or something so but this one you just have to attack and then it automatically attacks um i haven't i mean i guess i'm going to get to a tutorial in regards to the queuing up of stuff i haven't had that yet it doesn't if it's not going to give me a tutorial it doesn't really make do a good job of telling you how to do it but bearing in mind that I've only done the first little bit, and the only people that I was fighting with were um, was two other people, yeah. and I didn't really have much control over them. I guess that's something that will happen later on. Yeah, you, 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 you get eased into some of the combat stuff, but I mean, you are left to your own devices as far as how, how complex you want it to be. Fair enough. But uh, as far as that's the story nice. goes, I mean, it's... It's basically, it depends on your origin story, but what happens is everybody gets recruited by Duncan. Duncan is one of the higher-ups of the Grey Wardens, uh, and um, there's a Blight coming. Uh, the Blight is... Yeah, they keep mentioning the Blight. Yeah, the Blight is ran by these creatures called the Dark Spawn, mm-hmm. um, And it's basically like the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. 
uh, and they're basically trying to take over the entire country. You know, they, they're starting from the south and moving their way up north. Uh, the Grey Wardens specifically uh, are the protectors against the Darkspawn. They are the ones who know how to fight the Darkspawn. They can sense them. Uh, there's a ritual that you'll have to go through uh, to become a Dark Grey Warden. Uh, and it, it and each origin story has uh, always has them getting recruited by Duncan to become a Grey Warden. Ah, okay. So um, it's uh, it's actually a really really good story. So I, I'd say stick with it. I think uh, if you if you stick with it and finish that game, you will say that was pretty amazing. Okay. Well, I, I do intend to give it another shot. Um, that's for sure. Uh, how long am I, and how often I'll get to is is debatable, but uh, I'm 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 not leaving it at that. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't know whether it's because I'm I downloaded it from the PSN that's on a hard drive. It does stutter a little bit, uh, which no, is a bit of a pain. That's the, oh, PS, the game. The PS3 version was very badly implemented. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, that's it's oh, sad yeah. that it happens that way. The PC version runs totally fine, but it's it plays almost completely different. Oh, uh, well, there you go. I'll, I'll get used to it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Um, let's see here. I played uh, a lot of Hearthstone. Um, that's kind of my go-to game now. Okay, uh, PC, I take it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I absolutely love that game. I suck very badly at it, but I love that game. Well, that's fair, that's fair enough. That's, it looks, looks like it could be the... Um, one of the go-to card games that are going to be available. I think if, when it hits iPad, I think that or iPhone, that's probably going to be um, a big moment for that as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I myself, I haven't played a huge amount of much. Um, I did after jumping through a lot of fucking ho- hoops with Blizzard. Finally, um, download Diablo three for my Mac. Okay. Um, when I played it originally, uh, when it came out last year, it was on the PC. I've since got Mac, um, but because I've registered with with Blizzard uh, on their Battle.net, I can download it to my Mac and I can play it. The problem was is that my account had an authenticator, which I've changed phones, and therefore didn't work. And oh my God, you have to send them loads of stuff to get them to remove that. That's like, I mean, to be fair, they were quick. They got it done within about an hour, but they wanted a load of information and a copy of, like, a government-issued ID, i.e. driver's license or passport. It was like, really? And then when I had a query about it, I then had to send them all over again as well. It was a bit weird, but they, uh, you know, in the end, they got it unlocked, and and I downloaded it and played about 15 minutes of it and haven't come back yet. But um, I'll, I, I just wanted to sort of give it a another little go while I wait for the PS4 version to hit. Um, oh, I don't know what else I've played, really. Um, Football Manager Classic 2014 came out with the Vita today. Hmm. Um, I, I gave that a go. That's it's actually quite good. Um, they've kind of... Uh, I know you probably don't know a huge amount about Football Manager, but over here, it's uh, in Europe and the UK, it's a you know, phenomenally popular game. Um, sells bucket loads. It's one of Sega's biggest franchises in the UK. And um, the past portable versions have been a little bit feature-free and not been fantastic. Um, 
the recent version of Football Manager on the PC included a classic mode, which stripped down a lot of the micromanagement stuff, but left you in control of the day-to-day running, you know, the, the team and the transfers and, and stuff like that. Um, this is the version that they've put onto the Vita. It's, a, it's the classic mode of the PC version, um, which kind of fits, really, with a touchscreen device because it is predominantly a PC game. There's a lot of sub-menus and clicking and all of these bits and pieces. You know, you can, you can fall down a rabbit hole of button presses with that game. So to just have the classic version, which takes a lot of that, like, in-depth stuff away and automates it, uh, it frees up the your time to play the actual main part that you actually enjoyed the you know the most, uh, and that's a really good idea. But what's also really clever is that you can cross save it with your PC. Huh. Yeah, it, it's really really good idea. Um, so as long as you've got a Steam account and Football Manager is on that Steam account, uh, it's only the classic mode, but you can save the classic mode. Um, uh, there's a one-time activation on the Vita which links the game to your Steam account, and you can cross-save. And I think that's genius. I think, you know, cross-save has been brilliant with P- uh, PlayStation games, but to have it cross-play with a... Uh, or cross-save, sorry, with a with the PCs actually, I think, a really good idea. So people that like playing that mode on their PC can commute and take that game, their game, out with them and then go back home and spend time on the PC with it. It's really good. I'm wondering, I know that they had some Steam functionality with a PS3 version of Portal 2. I wonder if it had cross-save as well. I think I think it did. Yeah, I remember you could play with somebody who was playing the Steam version on your PS3. So you could do co-op between... I'm really sure it had cross-save. I, I, I would think it would too. I'm not too sure though. I know you had to link your PlayStation profile to, to the Steam. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's um, if we can get more of that, I mean, if if people can throw away their freaking fanboyism and companies could be like, you know what, let's all just work together to make a shitload of money, then <laughs> we might have something really awesome on our hands, you know. And so you know that the day that PlayStation and Steam kind of combine forces to just let you do whatever you want to seamlessly, that'd be great. I'd love that. Well, neat. These are small steps, but they're steps in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think you're ever going to be able to see somebody with a PS4 play somebody with an Xbox One or vice versa. But, um, the PC is the middle ground. It's um, And, you know, Sony and Steam have had uh, a good relationship with this sort of stuff. You know, the Portal thing uh, is a classic example. So they've, they've had a history of it. And, yeah, I mean, this is only a small thing, but it is... Um, it's cool, and it is, you know, it's two different platforms combining forces for the good of the player. Exactly. And that's, you know, and, and that's, that, that's a great thing. Um, so let's head on with news, shall we? Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk a little. It's not a huge amount, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it's been a bit lackluster. Um, but we've got a, a few choice bits and pieces. Uh, we'll, we'll kick off with Sony. Um, they had an announcement this week uh, for a new game. Um, not totally happy with Square Enix and uh, Bethesda getting their MMO on on their console. 
they've brought their own out, or they're bringing uh, their own out, uh, called H1Z1. It rolls off the tongue. Uh, very catchy title, of course. Uh, but it's a zombie MMO. <laughs> All right. It, it, it's catchy whenever you say it the American way. Oh, hey, you say Z. Yeah. Z, isn't it? H1Z1. H1Z1. No, we, that's H1Z1, mate. <laughs> I keep forgetting that, yeah. It, I, it, I don't think either way rolls off the tongue. You, you don't, you I don't... think they really could have come out with a better name than that. Well, it's a play on H1N1. Yes, the the the, the there swine is a virus. And, yeah, the swine yes. flu virus. Yeah, and I can you know I see what they did there. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's what is this it game really, exactly? It is a it's an it's a persistent MMO with zombies and other players. It's Daisy. Okay, so it's Daisy. Okay, yeah. it's, Everybody was saying, oh, it's a zombie MMO, and I'm like. All right, so it's like an MMO, but with you're fighting zombies. I was like, that doesn't. That just sounds like an MMO. It's Daisy. Okay. It is. Um, I think your biggest threat here aren't going to be the undead. It's going to be assholes online. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Which is exactly what Daisy is. Um, and I mean, you know, MMOs. There is. I mean, they've done well with DC Universe. Um, I guess that that keeps them. In you know, this steady flow of interest. Uh, zombie survival games seem to be the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, fine, I guess. I I don't know whether this is. I mean, it, it might be really good. You know, if if people are still walk, watching The Walking Dead, then maybe there'll be a nice bit of interest in it. Um, to be, I, I I guess it's for PS4. I mean, they've shown a few screenshots and. Uh, and a little bit of a, a video. It looks sort of ropey at the moment, but you know they're they're away from from getting it out. Um, I don't know whether it's going to. Be, I guess it's going to be free to play. I can't see them. I mean, again, if you look at DC Universe, that was originally a a paid for subscription based game, and that didn't work out well. But again, it seems to be doing all right when it's free to play. So yeah. I guess I'll go that way. But the idea is is that. You can team up with your friends. You can, um, uh, you know, hunt for weapons, build build sort of areas that you could defend against zombies and other players. I think this will live and die on the content that other players bring in. Because I think, from what I can gather, you can um, uh, the players are, are the people enrich the world. You know, Sony will create yeah. this game, but it will be. Um, the interaction and what the players bring to it, which will be the content, essentially. So I'll live on down that, and whether or not people are arseholes. Um, unfortunately, when you get someone online in this sort of game, you know, most people tend to be dicks. But, you know, it could it could, it, it could garner a, a good community, which, you know, might be all right. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I saw somebody talk about it, and I was like, okay, um, whatever floats your boat. Actually, I think it's not PS4. I think it's PC. What? Mm. Why would they yeah. do that? I think it's bound to come to a... It'll be on PS4 at some point. Yeah, but yeah. sorry, my mistake, it is PC. Wow, okay. That sounds kind of crazy. It's bound, it's bound to, to hit... It's probably going to be, again, DC Universe thing where, you know, you've got 
um, you know, they got the PC version, the PS4 version, even the PS3 version as well. Yeah. Um, I think you'll maybe find that. I mean, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know if I'll have much of an interest in it, but I'm sure somebody will. Yeah, Daisy's a pretty popular thing. Absolutely. Um, and maybe people who... You know, Maybe people will give this a chance if they're not having a great experience with Daisy, or if the place is so full of jerks and they're not getting that kind of experience that they want. There's an, there's an opportunity to try something different to see if that that kind of um, holds water. That's true. Um, Goat Simulator, you've heard of that, haven't you? I sure have. I've played it. You've posted a video this week as well. Um, actually, it was Dave. It was Dave that played it. Oh, was it? I thought that was you. No, nah, that's that's Dave. Okay. okay. No, I actually full screen my um, gameplay videos. That game is <laughs> okay. <laughs> that um, that that game is better. That it, by the I mean, I haven't played it because it's not available on Mac. I have spoken with the uh, uh one of the de- developers. And they said they are putting that it's coming to Mac. Um, that game is a damn sight better than it has any right to be. It's got this cult following, as you can imagine. Um, some crazy shit going on there. They, they they've they've taken that idea and they've run with it really, really well. For something that was an, a joke, an absolute joke, they have turned it around and are actually making a shit ton of money off of it. Um, it's going to get split-screen multiplayer, which is quite, quite cool, I guess. <laughs> Two goats, one brown, one white, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's it's, it's going to be free um, in uh, 1.1 update, which is going to be in the next month or two. Um, and they're also going to be including a new map. Which again, I've I've seen some gameplay footage of that. The map seems pretty big. There's a lot of secrets and stuff on that map, um, which maybe not. You know, there's probably some that may not have even been under uh, discovered yet. But they're given more content again for a game that was a joke. Has done so well that they're warranting extra content, and they're giving it to you for free. So how's that? That's really good. The the guys over at Coffee Stain Studios. Are some pretty good guys, and yeah, they, mean, they 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 listen to their 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 feedback that they get. Um, they they completely redid Sanctum Two about a week after it came out because people were complaining about certain things. In fact, I held back my review because the, I, I believe the same guy I talked to is the same guy you talked to, Armin. Yeah, uh, Armin. Yeah. Um, I, he talked to me and personally said, "Hey, I know you you're reviewing it." If you wouldn't mind waiting a week, we are fixing a lot of the stuff that you guys have problems with. And I was like, okay. So I held my review back. And I swear to God, they fixed everything that I had a problem with. And I was I like, think they, they're a fantastic development studio. They have garnered a lot of love with this. Because, I mean, everyone likes a good YouTube video. Oh, yeah. um, gamers especially. This game is pure youtube fodder it really is i mean every single game is is different and everyone seems to be having an absolute riot with it and everyone seems to love coffee stain because of it and you know what brilliant 
that you know they they seem like a really talented group um and i think unintentionally they're going to probably make a fair bit of cash out of this and that's only going to help them develop some some more serious games like sanctum i mean i played the the super sanctum tower defense game that was on the ipad that was a solid i mean in a, a genre that's uh, or in a, a platform that's full of those kind of things that you know there are a dime a dozen uh, tower defense games on iPads. There's was a solid solid game. So I, I, yeah, I tell a bunch of guys and and to give that stuff away for free where you know there are other developers that would charge and publishers that would charge. I think that's that's pretty cool as well. Absolutely. So <clears throat> we shall move on. Atari. Hey, I know those guys. NET. Now, Microsoft were producing, or at least financing, a uh, a documentary based upon the infamous um, excavation of, or the infamous, uh, what do you you guys call it, landfill, um, of the ET cartridges back from 1983. Wait a minute, what do you guys call them? Um... Rubbish dumps. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Most of the time, we just call it the dump. You know, it's the dump. landfill dump. Yeah, same thing. Well, apparently, there's a massive, massive hole in a desert in New Mexico that's got, I guess, millions of these cartridges, or at least hundreds of thousands of these ET cartridges that never got sold. Yeah. And it's an urban legend. Nobody knows really if it's true. So if it ever happened, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft are trying to, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff with TV. There, there have been a lot of announcement recently that have basically said, you know, they're going to be doing TV shows in conjunction um, with other uh, networks and bits and pieces, and they're going to be providing content for the Xbox um, video service on Xbox One and Xbox uh, 360. And this is one of those things. And there was a bit of a problem with getting permission to dig where they believed the landfill to be. That has now been passed, so they can now dig. Now, the problem I, the problem I, I, I think this is a great idea. I love the idea of this documentary being made. You know, this is a age-old. This is one of the greatest, like myths in gaming history. Is this true? Did this actually happen? The problem is, is that we'll find out way before that documentary airs. And that's that's my problem with that is the the actual the bit that you want to see you will know before you get to the documentary. Well, see, here's my and thing that's a shame. Is, is that Xbox. Well, let me look here because I looked this up because I thought this was a Kickstarter kind of deal. Uh, let's see um, no, Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft are financing it. Let's see here. The Almagordo City. Uh, commission granted Fuel Industries, a Canadian entertainment company, six months of access to the landfill to film a documentary about the burial and to excavate the dump site. Xbox Entertainment Studios plans to air this documentary series as an exclusive to Xbox One and Xbox 360 in 2014. Though the excavation was... Uh, momentarily stalled due to a complaint by the New Mexico Environmental Protection uh, for potential hazards. The issues were resolved in April of 2014 to allow the allow it to proceed. 
uh, is planned to start April 26th and will be open to the public. E.T., the extraterrestrial designer Scott Howard Warshaw and director Zach Penn will be attending the event. So we're going to know. This is... I'm just going to go ahead and just speak my mind here. This is fucking stupid. I, I don't think I, I, I'll have to... I agree with a lot of stuff you say, Drew. I think this is perfect for popcorn entertainment for our industry. I understand that. And, yeah, I'm sure it, this is what, the closest thing we get to a TV reality show besides The Tester. But uh, it, it just... Well, it's not just, it's not just that. I mean, The Tester stuff I couldn't give two shits about. I hate reality TV. Um, but this is going to be a documentary. This isn't going to... You know, it's going to end with the excavation and finding out... Uh, I don't think there are millions of cartridges in the desert somewhere. I mean, I, I don't. I personally, I don't think so. But that's going to end with that. But it's going to be you know, like an hour and a half of how this came to be, and that's again the you know, gaming has you know, considering it's got a relatively short history, has some dirty little secrets, and this is one of them. And I think that that makes great TV viewing. You know, produced in the right way. You know, with the right kind of content, and I think this is perfect. You know, this is legend, and to have this documentary air, and it'll be free for people who have Xbox Gold. I believe it will, anyway. Um, I think it's great. I mean, some of the, there's, there's a handful of video game documentaries. You're talking about one of the biggest entertainment industries in the world, if not the biggest now. Uh, with every film that you buy, there's documentaries about it, and you know, if you look at some back of the old films, uh, retro documentaries, but we've got literally a handful, you know, indie game, um, the recent one that uh, Steam did, Free, free to, play. to Play, both of those aren't just great gaming documentaries, they're great documentaries, Yeah. and I like informative television, I like watching, you know, you know, true life stuff, um, and to have some... And this is this is it's not exactly a serious um, topic. Yeah. But it is very very heavily gaming related, and I think it'll be brilliant. Um, yes, it's it's in a way it's pointless. I don't think it will answer those questions because the thing I don't think they'll find anything. I don't think. They which will means either. which means the myth will still be there. Well, they just weren't digging in the right place. You know, that's what's going to be. It's 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 not going to end that myth, but. I just think that's brilliant that they're doing it. And, you know, yes, it's a cheeky little one, and it's not serious in any way, like something like Free to Play or, or the indie game uh, movie was. But if that proved popular, we might see some more, some better stuff. I mean, you look at Atari themselves. There's a whole documentary waiting to be made. In actual fact, isn't that the film they're making? Isn't that the Atari... Is that a the Seth Rogen thing? Oh no, that's um, that's about the Super NES oh, versus the, the MES, yes. versus the Genesis. Yes, no, no, you're right. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's something being done on Atari though. Or like a film being made about the history of Atari, um, because again, sordid little secrets and you know all of the little dealings that went on. And I think that's great if if this encourages more people to actually do stuff because we, I know it again, it doesn't have a massive history, but it's I think it's a rich history that we've got. <sighs> Just because of the nature of um, of the industry. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it, that's that's fine. You know, I I I'm I'm looking more forward to 
the backstories of Atari and how everything came to be more than I am them digging up a hole. So. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to see on screen the guy whose decision it was to make more cartridges than there were consoles and how he thought that was a good idea. You know, well, clearly he, he's going fantastic. to be in attendance, so <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, okay, this is a weird one. So, 2K Games announced this week that there is going to be a new Borderlands, uh-huh. and everyone's going, "Yay, Borderlands three! No, Borderlands one point five, the pre sequel. It's called. It's actually called Borderlands the pre sequel." Sounds about on par for how you know goofy Borderlands is. It's not being made by Gearbox. Okay. It's being made by 2K Australia. Anything they've so, done? I don't know what they've done I before. Will look it, I will look it up. You can Do a little. Continue. Yep. So uh, this pre-sequel is set for release this year and is coming to PC, PS3, and 360. No Xbox One or PS4 version, which people are kind of miffed at. But let's face it, that's probably the reason why Gearbox aren't doing this, because they're probably working on the actual sequel to Borderlands. I This, to me, stinks of, um, we need a Borderlands out, we haven't got the next one ready, so let's put this out. Uh, very much in the vein of something like um, Gears of War Judgment. Um I, I don't know. It's set on a moon, uh, or at least part of um, uh, part of the game is set on the moon of. I take it's a moon. It's Pandora, isn't it? The 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 um, is the name of the planet the, that they're well, on. Planet. So it's it's on um, uh, the moon of Pandora. Okay. Uh, apparently, it brings in some uh, new mechanics. So, for example, because you're on a the moon, there's no air, and so you have to top up oxygen which you can gain from killing enemies and looting and stuff like that. Um, Claptrap apparently is going to be playable. Okay. Which is, okay, a bit weird, but it's essentially this is a story of how Handsome Jack got to, you know, the point in Borderlands 2. It's, It's kind of his story or the story of his ascension to the head of the um, Hyperion Corporation. All right. So, um, news on Australia, then. Um, 2K Australia um, has helped, has co-developed Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, uh, and I want to say they fully developed uh, the Bureau XCOM Declassified. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, this may have a lot of potential, and I'm sure they're going to have a lot of people helping them out because Borderlands is essentially Gearbox's baby, and they don't want to have somebody tarnish that name because everybody knows Gearbox, they have a reputation of tarnishing shit and Borderlands. Themselves, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah and they, they want to make sure that their baby is not tarnished. So... But it's also not their IP, is it? It's 2K's. It is so 2K's IP, yes. 2K can do what they like with it, regardless of Gearbox's interference. Um, 
I guess, uh, yeah, I think you're right, though. Gearbox will be overseeing it in some capacity. It'll be, no doubt, running on the engine. They've got the assets there. Um, they'll, I'm sure it won't take much to create new assets. But the problem is is that you look at, you think, well, Borderlands 2 was really, really good, which it was. Um, you know, if it's running on the same sort of engine, it's running with the same tech, and all of that stuff's there, they can't fuck it up. I'm sure that's exactly what people said about Warner Montreal with Batman Origins. And look what happened to that. This is true. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I had to review the PC version of Borderlands 2. And when I first booted it up and played probably the first maybe three, four hours, I was like, this is more Borderlands. Uh, But something clicked with me with that game. And me and Ken Ken both were like, ah, it's more Borderlands. But then we both just kind of... It clicked for us, and we were just like, "Oh man, I you know I got a new gun," and we just we became addicted to that game for like you know to the end. You know, mm. I, I dropped forty something hours in that game, and and absolutely loved it. You know, but uh, I I felt very very similar in the fact that it it felt to me like more Borderlands, but it just felt better. Yeah. Um. It just I don't know. There's something about it that I preferred the two over the first one. I, I can't say what that was. It just seemed to play better which made the big difference to me so um i mean yes this is a stopgap uh it's a cash in essentially it, it take it or leave it it's not going to be i don't think it's going to sell gangbusters i think people are a little bit scarred over things like batman origins and they're a little bit wary when it comes to these filling in a release schedule slot but I'm sure it'll do well enough itself. So um, 2K probably don't, won't cost them a lot to, to develop it because, again, the assets are all there anyway. Yeah. And um, keep Borderlands fresh in people's minds for what will probably be a announcement next year for for the next generation. Well, at that point, the, the now generation of um, Borderlands 3. So yeah, we'll, that's, we'll that's what I'm assuming is going on right now. I think they have commissioned this to 2K Australia to basically keep everybody's minds fresh with Borderlands while Gearbox is currently working on Borderlands 3 for the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Um, we, let's not forget that also Telltale are working on Tales of the Borderlands, or from the Borderlands, sorry, yeah. um, which will also be set in that universe. Um, out of all of the stuff that they've announced, you know, Game of Thrones. And I'm a, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, uh, first episode of the new one was epic. I loved it. Um, for those people that care what I think of it, but there's not me. But it was awesome. I'm still more excited about Tales from the Borderlands than I am about the Games of Thrones uh, Telltale game. I just think it, it kind of, that universe seems rich with quirky and interesting characters that Telltale will be able to embellish on. Yeah. So you've got that as well. So if, if, you, if, if the pre-sequel isn't your thing, but you are a fan of the Borderlands universe, you've got, uh, you know, you've, you've got something else to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, you've got a couple of options. Yeah, yeah. Um, finally, we're going to talk uh, about the Wii Direct or the Nintendo Direct announcement that hit earlier this week. Um, Nintendo came out and announced uh, more information about Super Smash Brothers, which we all knew was coming, but there was little information. Um, they've now confirmed that the 3DS version is coming out this summer. Yep. And as if Nintendo had 
just like every other publisher, had forgotten that the Wii U existed, then that's been announced for winter. This is incredibly odd. Yeah. My opinion. They, they didn't announce uh, winter of 2014 either, which means it could very well be pushed to 2015. Because winter takes yeah. you know takes over both yeah, years. Yeah, could be January, February time. Yeah, absolutely. It it just seems why 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 would you do this? Why I don't it's, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I know what I can I can understand them putting out on the 3ds. Um, that's their big seller. That's going to shift the most units for this game. But surely. It would have been better for the marketing people for, and, you know, for Nintendo themselves to have this out at the same time. It could sell, help sell consoles. This is true, but, I mean, it, it may not be ready. And that's that's the thing, is that they're, they're pushing out the 3DS version to say, all right, look, we're going to give you something, but, you know, please be patient, as they always fucking say. I swear to God, they say it every Nintendo Direct. Yeah, please, please be patient. I'm done being patient with you guys, you know. There's a reason why I haven't bought a Wii U yet, and it's because I'm done being patient. So it's, yeah. you know, I, I have almost no interest in the Wii U at the at the current moment. And, I mean, yeah, I have a 3DS. Sure, I'm going to pick up Smash Brothers whenever it comes out on 3DS. Well, I'm not. I've I've never played a Smash Brothers game before. Really, they're um, actually really fun. They're not like traditional fighting games. Oh no, no, absolutely. I mean, the closest I've got was PlayStation All awesome. Stars, and that's, you know that's the, the claim. Yeah, that's the, it, that's know, the it's, best it's, representation you can probably get. And I enjoyed that, but I've never really gone to it. You know, this it's one of those things. I um, it never really uh, appealed to me. I'm I'm not going to go out and. And you know, salivate over the the release of either of these. Um, I I wouldn't, you know, I'm not. You know, I know they they have their own diehard fans when it comes to this game. You know, say a wrong word and I'll chop your head off, kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a great game on both the 3DS and the Wii U. It doesn't interest me one bit, but it just I just found it really odd that they're not releasing at the same time. Maybe the Wii U one's not ready. Maybe they don't want to tarnish the 3DS version with the Wii U one. I mean, that's a possibility. Could be they're thinking we don't want to market the 3DS version with adverts that also say Wii U because maybe think people think it's just on the Wii U and not and not look for it. Maybe that's a possibility. Uh, I think I think there's a couple things. The, the the Wii U version may not be fully complete yet. Mm. Uh, the other thing is, Nintendo really loves for you to buy their shit multiple times. Twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what they're probably banking on, is hoping, yeah, oh yeah, you bought it for the, the 3DS, and then you know, six months down the road, uh, hey, we can have it on the Wii U now. You got a Wii U, why don't you pick it up again? You know, and it, mm. it, it, it gets out of your mind thinking, I already own this game. Well, I'm going to get it again. You know, and so it's... <laughs> That's how Nintendo yeah. works. Well, for those that are interested in the 3DS version, uh, it is going to be running at 60 frames per second, even in 3D. Um, it, although they have mentioned that some characters and items will run at 30 frames per second. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. I guess, I guess it different depends animations. on the animations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, there's going to be an online mode, of course, as you'd expect. Um, they're going to have some kind of play nice system 
where, you know, you'll have the ability to report players who are being dicks and that will affect them and their ability to get online. Um, there's going to be um, uh, a Pokemon X and Y character, which is the uh, Greninja, which yeah. is the fully evolved form of uh, of the water trochee, uh, apparently. Um I don't know much more else about that. So, I mean, I guess people in the who interested in this know this already. So, uh, I'm not exactly. They 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 technically announced four characters. They announced the one you talked about. Uh, they also announced Charizard as its own playable character. Okay. Uh, Sheik and um, uh, Zero Suit Samus are both going to be individual characters now and not just I, 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 power-ups for Zelda and Samus. Right, okay. So they're, I don't so know what that means, but okay. <laughs> they're, they're going to be separate characters. In, in the older versions, they were just, you know, you know, Zelda could turn into Sheik and you could play as her, uh, but okay. now they are separate characters. So does it have, I mean, again, I'm only drawing experience from... Uh, PlayStation All Stars, but did they have a similar thing where you had special moves and power ups? Um, there, as far as like special moves goes, uh, everything's pretty much designated to the B button, or at least uh, I, I never played Brawl, but um, you have like you know your special abilities. Like so, so for instance, Mario. Uh, Mario has a punch and a kick and all these different other abilities. Uh, 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 just standard attacks, but then if you hit the B button, uh, it depends on like if you hit the B button just without hitting any direction, he throws a fireball. If you hit the B button and forward, he he uh, hits him with a cape. Um, so it is similar with like that because that's, that's yeah. how it's, it's very it's variations works. depending on the direction you're pressing. The direction for the D pad, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I might enjoy it because I enjoyed All Stars. Uh, by the way, which got an update this week. Everyone thought that was dead. It got a massive update, balance and stuff, and um, some extra content. That's quite cool. Yes, this is very true. They, I don't know why they did that, but they, they decided to do it. Uh, as an aside. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, they um, they announced that uh, the 3DS version has a, um, has a different mode that is exclusive to the 3DS version. Uh, it is a mode where you kind of run through a dungeon as a character, and you can, uh, every time you kill an enemy or something like that, you get special power-ups that, you know, uh, boost your speed or your attack power, stuff like that. Uh, okay. So it, that, that mode's there. Um, crap. Anything else? Uh, they showed off little Mac and how he plays. Uh, that's about it. I mean, it, it it was a lot of just promotional. That's all it was was the fucking promotional yeah. ad for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like that's how Nintendo are going to do things now. There seems to be more of these directs happening, and they correlate with a particular upcoming game. They had one for Donkey Kong recently. Obviously, had one for this. They had the the Mario Kart one, which I think might have been at the same time as the Donkey Kong one. They, you know, it seems to be they focus on these direct. They focus on one or two products. Um, you know, fair enough. That's how they want to do it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, a pretty quiet week for news. Um, yeah. You know, in other news, obviously, Titanfall for the 360 is shortly... Um, oh, no, it's already come out. It's already out, yeah. This week. Um, apparently, a lot of people say it plays really well. And 
um, just looks a little lower res, but they, you know, features, parity is all there, and um, it, it runs at a nice, um, you know, it, it, you've got the ability to lock it at 30 frames per second, but a lot of these sites I'm uh, reading saying that it actually runs quite smoothly at around about 45, 50 frames per second. So, um, you know, that was the thing. Um, what else? Anything interesting that you can think of that came sort of small little news bits? I mean, the other Nintendo Direct happened. Uh, unfortunately, oh, yes, yes. unfortunately, I don't have much information on it, uh, and neither of us do. Uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, I know that they announced a new game coming out. Tamadachi, Tomodachi, Tomodachi, um, and uh, it's Tomodachi Life. From from what I understand and from what people have described it to me is basically a cross between Animal Crossing and uh, The Sims. So, and it's coming to the 3DS, and a lot of people are talking about it. I think I mean I like Animal Crossing. I like The Sims. I think that'll be quite. That might be that. That's gonna. That's gonna. Tickle someone's fancy. Oh, of course. Um, we'll go over to the tweets. We haven't got many. Uh, in actual fact, we've only got two. If you do want us to name, check, and read out your info on the show, then all you have to do is tweet us. It is at ZTGD Newsburst. Uh, first tweet is from uh, the Geo Veggie. Vegivo, Vegivo, that Vegivo. Crikey, that took a that was a mouthful. Vegivo. Uh, I, I actually asked him recently what, what, how you pronounce his name, and uh, he finally told me. For the longest time, I've known this person for like four years, and I've always called him Vigo. It's yeah, okay. I can see why I made that mistake. <laughs> um, he just, he basically just said, "Please talk about the Nintendo Directs, which we have." Um, and then we got a, a tweet from uh, at Cipher. But cleverly, he's replaced the S with a five. So and it's the, five, five, five. Fa. It's actually Cipher. He, he's. He, yeah. It's basically somebody took Cipher from him, and he had to change it. So. Ah, uh, bless. Yeah. Unlucky. Um, what are you guys expecting at E3? Or shall we be all slightly disappointed, like every year? Oh, we don't know. I wasn't disappointed last year. Kind of got the blood pumping. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen. Um, I think we're going to see more stuff that we know about. So, you know, we're going to see plenty of stuff like um, uh, the new uh, order. Uh, new order. The order. Uh, the 1886. order. 18, 18, yeah. Uh, we'll see some, of course, things like Assassin's Creed. We'll see some more... Um, you know, winter big ticket events like Call of Duty, those bits and pieces. I think we're probably going to see the new Halo. I think we're probably going to see the new Uncharted. Um, I also think we're going to see the Halo Anniversary uh, edition announced as well. Maybe even bundled in with Halo Five. I think that's a that's a distinct possibility. Um, I also think that there'll be stuff we don't know about yet. Oh, absolutely. That's that's my biggest thing is, and that's the thing I'm more excited for is the things that I don't know about. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. And I mean this this is this is me. You know, everybody calls me a Sony fanboy, and yeah, sure, I have a PS4 and I don't have an Xbox One. You like your Sony's? That's fine. Yeah, I like my Sony's. So whatever. But. I, I'm going to go ahead and predict this. I think we're going to hear more from Xbox as far as new games goes. Yeah. I, th- I think they will be the one to come out and say, hey, we've got a lot of shit for you. 
I mean, uh, we all know Halo's coming, you know. Uh, yeah, the- I, I definitely think that's going to have a showing. And as I say, I think it will. There'll be five and two anniversary all bundled in. I know I said we'd see Halo anniversary last year. But we're definitely going to see it this year. Yeah, I, 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 that's definitely going to happen. Uh, but I, I, think, al- I think we'll get more out of Xbox than we will Sony this year. I also think that they're going to come out on stage and they are going to, basically one of the first things they're going to talk about is the revamping of Games for Gold. And I think that they will introduce the first Xbox One free game with it. And I think that will be available the moment that they announce it. I think they'll do one of those big things where they basically go on stage and say, we've listened to you because it is taking a pounding this generation. If you compare gold with PS Plus on a next generation system, it's taking a hammering. And I think they will go out there. I think they know this and I think they'll go out there and they will say, we've listened to you. We're now including... Uh, you know, an Xbox One game once per month, along with the two that we give you for 360. That game's first game is going to be this, and it's available now. That's what I reckon they'll do. Uh, I, I would say probably either Forza or Dead Rising. I think Rise. Rise would be a good one too. My money would be on Rise, or it will be on a because um, they're getting into their indies now. They're, they're finally catching up and realizing that Sony were ahead of the curve on that. I think it'll be like an, an indie thing. Where I mean, Sony have been very clever with the PS4 games. Um, because it is a limited catalogue at the moment, they're, they're giving away these indie games, which are in some cases better than full-blown. Full I mean, you look at Outlast, how much fun you had with that. Don't Starve, you know, incredible, incredible game. Yeah. Um, Resogun, another a blinder of a game. You know, people are playing that like crazy. I think they will... But, Xbox could do something similar and say, well, you know, we're not going to give you a full price game just yet because the catalog's a little slim, but here's something that's not out yet. It launches and, you know, you get it for free. But I think they will also do the same thing where it will be tied to you having gold. And the moment you lose gold, you lose it. Ah, that may happen. I don't know. And not maybe not with the Xbox. Yeah, 360, yeah, it may not happen with, with the, the 360, one. but yeah, yeah, the Xbox One they could easily just say nope and cut it off. Yeah, I, and I, you know, the fact of the matter is, is uh, I don't think that's a um, a deal breaker for anybody because you know most people now, begrudgingly or not, have Xbox Live if they have an Xbox, especially if they've got an Xbox One. Um, because you're playing online. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. most most so, people who have these consoles are going to be playing them online in some form or fashion. Yeah. So there's it's no skin off their nose, but I think that you know Microsoft know that they're on the back foot here slightly. One of those reasons, it's not the only reason, but one of those reasons is the level of value you get from the PlayStation Plus subscription now, and I think that they will combat that, and I think it'll be done at E3. Uh, I might be wrong, you know, what the fuck do I know, but that would be a great headliner to come out with. You know, they can talk about, you know, how well the 360 is still doing, how many copies of Titanfall they sold on the 360, because that's what they'll start with. They'll start with the older stuff. You know, we're focusing on next-gen, but look at how well our, our old systems are doing, and then the good transition, by the way, boom, in you go. So we'll see. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be an exciting E3 because last year was exciting because of the consoles. This year will be exciting because of the games, games. coming out 
late this year and next year. Yeah. I think this will be the best E3 we've had in years. I hope so. As I say, I was excited last year. Because, you know, at that point, you, you know, you've, you've seen the announcements. You know, they were months, well, you know, a month in Xbox's case. But uh, with PS4, it was done in February. So it was months in advance. Uh, you know, E3 was a reminder that you're edging ever cl- ever closer to those release dates, and so you kind of go excited. And of course, you know, we saw the PS4 E3 um, uh, as well. So that was cool. But I think this year's going to be all about the games and the services. I agree. I think this is going to be great. Um, they're the only tweets that we got in. Um, as I say, you can tweet us at ZTGD Newsburst. Um, we, you know, we normally will say tweet is about news stories. But you know what? Fucking tweet is about anything. We don't care. Um, you can follow us personally uh, at John W UK for myself, uh, at DML Fury for Drew. Of course, follow the site at ZTGD. Um, he will post a lot of news content and um, site content with reviews and fondling stuff. He'll also post his own personal rants and raves which are quite funny um you can listen to drew's podcast phoenix down and follow that twitter at ztgd phoenix down you know we're all about the social interactivity here you know we're all about getting out um and you can listen to both of us talk shite once again uh, on monday with the n4g podcast which again also on twitter at n4g podcast any um plugs that you want to give at all dream uh no that's that's pretty much it uh we um you know check out phoenix down i mean like i said we're doing dragon age origins and if you are interested in uh, listening to us talk about it i highly suggest you um you you dust off your old copy or even pick up a used copy for relatively cheap and play that game through with us because that's one of the good games where you do things, you make those choices, and then you listen to how other people did those decisions. And I should really be on that this yeah. show, to be fair, shouldn't I? Since I've started it. Well, well, we got the next best thing. We got uh, we got the uh, the newcomer to the website, uh, a fellow uh, Norwich City. Uh, Norwich, Norwich, not Norwich. Norwich, Norwich City, uh, Norwich uh, City. representative. Yeah. You got uh, Sophie on there. We do. We have Sophie on there. Yeah, I would like to say the problem is I think you probably record on a day that I you record on Thursdays, don't you? Yeah, she's um she says she's normally off on Wednesdays and Thursdays, so she's going to be able to swing uh, this Wednesday to record with us. So she's we're going to try and start around seven o'clock, so it'll be about eleven o'clock her time. So yeah, the problem with me because I w- I often work all day Thursday, so um but. I shall, you know, I, I think I'm going to enjoy, I, I will probably play along and listen um, to to hear what you thought of it. Um, that's what I think I'll do. Okay. That's uh, that's that's a great plan, and I, and I highly suggest anybody out there who plans on listening to us play uh, Dragon Age uh, do the same. Um, we, of course... Uh, all things being well, we'll be back next week. Hopefully there'll be some more juicy stories. As I say, it was a little, um, well, slim pickings this week, shall we say. Um, fingers crossed something will be up next week, so we've got really meaty to talk about. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I'd like to thank you for listening, and uh, tune in again next week. Thank you. <laughs>